He died. Isaiah and Lily. Come on up. Isaiah McCracken, sorry. McCracken. Welcome, guys. Come on. Woo. All right, pick a side. One on one side, one on the other. No, they know nothing about this at all. The only thing is I asked Lily for some advice. She said, do not be boring. Obviously, you're all sleepy. So these guys are going to help us. This has nothing to do with anything I'm going to be talking about. I, I can tell you're thrilled. So does anybody know what these two have in common? They have a number of things in common, but they have something that I don't think anyone else in the room has in common. You are looking at two state champions right here. <laughs> They're highly competitive. And so to get the blood flowing, Lily's going to lead this side in 20 jumping jacks. And we're going to test her leadership to see if everybody's in unison. And then Isaiah is going to lead his side, you do know how to do jumping jacks, in 20 jumping jacks, okay? And then um, I will be the judge of who is the greater leader, okay? <laughs> this side, well, you get your team to stand up. All right, nice job. Have a seat. Okay, parents, I need a little help. Um, if you think this side won... Raise your hand, parents, if you think this side won. Oh, Isaiah. <laughs> if you think this side won, parents, it was a slaughter. <laughs> Great job. Like I said, it has nothing to do with anything other than to get the blood flowing. Now, listen to these instructions, especially if your name is um, Drew or Tyler or Mr. Huff. You are not allowed to eat these grapes right now. Henry, you know the usual suspects. Um, you are going to get one cluster of grapes, okay? Eventually, you will eat this cluster of grapes if you like grapes, but not yet, okay? What do you do when you get these, this cluster of grapes? What don't you do? Do not eat the grapes. Do this as fast as you can. If you have a Bible, turn to John 15. I, know, I got it all memorized. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so while we're quickly passing the grapes, turn to John 15. And I'm going to pray, and then we're going to read John 15, 5. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do uh, something miraculous right now. I pray you would wake us all up. You would give us energy. And I pray Bible reading would never be the same after today. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Okay, so pass those, those down. We are going to look at the last I am statement. Take a wild guess what this statement is. I am the vine. So look, if you have a Bible, look behind me. John 15, 5. Jesus said this. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, totally connected, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Then look at um, verse 8 of chapter 15 as well. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my 
disciples. So this Bible verse, verse 5 in particular, is, is, I don't know if it's my favorite Bible verse, but it has been the most helpful Bible verse for me since 2004. I was a Christian for a number of years before then, but in 2004, I became a pastor, and I was at a pastor school, and the Lord deeply impressed this verse on my heart and soul, and really has been a lifeline for me as a Christian and as a pastor ever since um, that happened in 2004. And my prayer, I know we're tired, but I want my desire, and I believe the Lord's desire, is that this verse, if you understand this verse believe this verse, and apply this verse, you will never be the same. And that's, that's my prayer. So we're going to look at two very simple points. The first one is this. Jesus is the true source of life. Did those grapes make it anywhere to this side yet? Okay. So, I am the vine, you are the branches. The, the vine is talking about a grapevine. And the branches, it could be literally translated little twigs. So if you are a Christian, you are a little twig. Look at the person beside you and say, you're a little twig. <laughs> a little bit louder, a little bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of little twigs. Okay. I am the vine. You are the little twigs. You are the branches. So first part I want us to think about is what, what is in that statement, I am the vine. Jesus is the true source of life. So if you think of a grapevine, I'm going to take one for you. Thank you. The, the vine that this used to be connected to is what gave this its life. That's how this fruit came to be. And Jesus alone is the source of all true spiritual life. So he is the vine, the only vine, the only true source of life. Here's a couple of things that I know you know, but I'm going to remind you. As the vine, Jesus is fully man and fully God. Jesus is absolutely perfect. Jesus is the only one that can cleanse us of our sins and connect us to the vine. Apart from Jesus, we cannot be connected. But he lived a perfect life, died as a substitute for our sins, and rose from the grave. As the vine, Jesus offers salvation and connection for anyone and everyone that would come to him. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, as soon as you connect to the vine, you are connected to the source of all true spiritual life. And if you stay connected, if you abide, you will be fruitful. You won't see, we're on a budget, so we got three little grapes. I, I apologize. But if you like grapes, you can eat these grapes. They are washed and clean, so go ahead. Nice and juicy. What I want you to do, after you eat the grapes, I want you to hold this. Okay? So hold this up after you eat the grapes. Little twig. Everybody got a little twig? Okay, with your other hand, um, raise your hand if your mom or dad um, would care if this was just kind of laying around your room. Okay, probably most of you. But here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to keep this for as long as you can and your mom and dad will permit. And the reason I want you to keep this because this little twig is a reminder that if you are disconnected from the vine, you will never bear fruit. This little twig will never have a grape on it again. There will never be fruit. So if you want to use it as a bookmark, you want to sit in your desk, uh, you can spray paint it to make it look better. You can put it on a necklace. But save this for as long as you can as a reminder that this is no longer connected to the vine, therefore will not be fruitful. But if it stays connected, it will be absolutely fruitful. So the first point was Jesus is the true source of life. Second point, if we continually go to Jesus for life, we will be abundantly fruitful. Look at verse 5 again. I am the vine, you are the little twigs or the branches. Whoever abides in me, whoever is connected to me and remains in me, and I and him were connected to the true source of life, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Isaac, can we get those pictures of Adam projected on the screen? Do you have those pictures? Did you not get those, Isaac? Snorkel pictures that I sent you. Everybody hold your twig up while they're looking, just so we're not paying attention to the projection people. Keep it nice and high. Wave it around. Not yet. Is it? You think it'll be possible, Brian? There we go. We're ready to go. Put that little picture back up if you can. So raise your hand if you've ever been snorkeling. In a pool? Okay, that's a place to start. Well, the pictures you may or may not see, what you can see right there. Um, I took that picture two weeks ago in the Gulf of Mexico off the coast of Florida. That is my son, Adam. He's right here. And he has a snorkel on his, on his, from his mouth to the air and goggles. And what we did for a very long time one morning is we had paddle boards. We paddle boarded out to the Gulf of Mexico. We had him strapped to our ankles. And then him and I just snorkeled all around and looked at fish and crabs and mussels and anything we could see in the Gulf of Mexico. And the challenge with this verse is it's a bit abstract. So I, I want to want to help you with a really simple illustration. The snorkel is what made it possible for Adam to swim around for long periods of time without coming back up because the snorkel connected him to the oxygen that he needs to breathe. In other words, he was abiding on planet Earth while he was under the water. And the only way he could do that is to stay connected to the oxygen. So there were times... Um, I put that on my paddleboard. That's a shell of a horseshoe crab. That was our hood ornament while we were swimming around. And so there were times where, um, like that picture right there, just keep that right there. So we started out side by side, but both of us got into it. So we're swimming around, and I pop back up, and he's way far away, and I'm way far away on the other side. And if anybody's wondering if that's safe, we could touch. So it was it was fine. And there was... Just him and I. So it was totally fine. But the point is, 
he was connected to the oxygen nonstop. When you think about Bible reading, this is why I prayed the way I prayed. I don't want you to think that this is something your mom and dad want you to do, your leaders want you to do, your youth group leaders want you to do. We do want you to do that. They do want you to do that. But we want you to do it because it's your connection to the Lord. It's how you abide. It's how you stay connected to the vine. It's not a a checklist, but it's a relationship. So just like Adam was able to have a relationship with the oxygen the entire time, that's what abiding is to be like. So how do we do that? First thing we must do is trust in Jesus for salvation. It's a gift. Ephesians says it this way, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not the result of works. I, by the grace of God, for many years have read my Bible most days of my life. Not because I needed to earn my salvation. Jesus saved me as a 19-year-old, washed away all my sins, started a relationship with me. And the way I stay connected to him, the way I abide, is by praying and reading. And I brought this Bible because this is my devotional Bible. Got it at Ollie's for less than $10. And I read this almost every day of the year. And if you look through it, you'll see I have prayers and all kinds of stuff written in this Bible. So every day, most days, I start my day with a cup of coffee and this Bible. Not to earn my salvation. Jesus saved me but because I want to be fruitful. I want to know the living God more. And so, Bible reading, spending time with him every day is like having that snorkel connect you to the Lord so that you will be fruitful. Listen to what Psalm 1 says. Blessed is the man or woman, blessed is the teenager who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the seat of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but... His or her delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, he meditates day and night. What will they be like? Here's what you will be like. You'll be like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season and does not wither. In all that you do, you will prosper. Now, you might be thinking, well, glad you read your Bible. Your pastor was kind of hoping you read your Bible. It's kind of what you do, right? Um, But I wanted to tell you, they didn't know I was going to do this either, but Um, Both Adam and Lily, um, Adam was in eighth grade this year, Lily uh, was a senior, and they were at a local high school, Marion Center High School. They both live very busy lives, so they are both um, active in sports year-round. Lily also works. Lily has a lot of extra responsibilities as well. And one of the coolest things uh, that has happened in both of their lives, um, disconnected from mom and dad, is that they have cultivated a relationship with the Lord. And so what that looks like in a school day, school year, is they both get up around 6 or 6.30 and start their day, eat breakfast, ride the bus, drive, whatever it is, go to school, um, both go to practice, do their homework, do all those things. And then most days during the school year, if you are in our house, you go down to their bedrooms, you'll see their lights are on, and both of them, No one's telling them to do this. They have their Bibles open. Adam's like me. He writes like me. He's got messy stuff like me. He's penning up his Bible. He's writing in his Bible. He's making notes. And and day by day, 
they're doing that. Not to earn God's favor, but because they have God's favor. And to grow in a relationship. And so we can have many, many reasons why we might not do that. But I, I think of their lives and their schedules, and they are very busy. And yet, day after day, not every day, but most days, they are opening their Bibles and spending time with the Lord. And, and I believe without any question that what John 15, 5 says is going to be true. If they abide in Jesus, they will bear fruit. They will be fruitful. So how, how what kind of fruit, what, what, what's going to happen? Um, give you two categories to end with. So if you spend time with the Lord day after day, you will slowly be changed and transformed from the inside out. The Apostle Paul calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Look at um, Galatians 5.22 behind me. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Regardless of your personality, regardless of your temptations, regardless of your ethnicity, you might, somebody, grandma might say, well, we're all Italian, we speak loud, and we yell at each other. She might say that. Well, if, she, if you become a Christian or grandma becomes a Christian, Jesus wants to even change that. And, and, and these fruits will begin to show up, and they show up as we have communion with the Lord, as we spend time with Jesus, primarily through prayer and reading his word. So you remember when, when last night when Elliot said about tailgating, you get too close to the car in front of you, and if they stop you, you collide. If you abide in Jesus, whether your mom and dad have challenges, whether the church you're in has challenges, whether there's challenges in your friend group, if you spend time with the Lord day by day, you'll, you'll see these fruits, this life, this, this life that only Jesus can give will be produced no matter what. I spent probably way too much time this week reading about grapevines. And one of the things that, that grapevines do in the wintertime when they don't produce grapes is their root system goes deeper and deeper and deeper to find nutrients. And so that, that applies to us that whether you are doing public things for the Lord or serving the Lord or you're in a difficult time of life, you can grow deep roots in the Lord by spending time with him. And when you do that, you will be fruitful in character. You will be more like Jesus than you are today. So if everybody connects to the vine for the next year, when we come back to youth camp, in June, Lord willing, of next year, no matter wh where we're at, whether it's here or Camp Seafmac or Mars, who knows where we'll be, um, you will be different. You will be changed from the inside out. And then the last way that I believe will be fruitful is you will be fruitful in impact. You'll make an impact for Jesus by spending time with Jesus. Um, the Great Commission is this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always 
to the end of the earth. See, the more you're connected to the vine, the more fruitful you'll be in character and in impact for Jesus. Last thing I want to leave with you, and this is for a specific group of people. It's those of you who have public gifts. So that could be singing. That could be theater. That could be teaching and being in front of people. The people that like the stage. One of the things I've noticed as a pastor is that um, sometimes people can accelerate in public circles because of their gifts prematurely. And so if God has given you a big dose of public gifts, which I know in this room there are a number of you, do not bypass time with the Lord. There is no substitute for day after day spending time with the Lord, especially, especially if you have public gifts. Because there can be a, a tendency and people around you, well, well meaning, are going to put you, oh, yeah, we need somebody to do this. We need somebody to do that. And all of a sudden, you're, you're out front, but your character is not ready to be out front. And it's, it's a setup. And so if that is you, imagine a different scenario. That you have spent time with the Lord day after day. The roots have grown deep. And so with more opportunities to impact people, there's character to handle that impact. And then the fruit and the impact will be lasting and will be beautiful to the Lord. So no matter who you are, remember this, that Jesus is the vine. And if you abide in him, you will bear fruit. And I want to read uh, 15.8 one more time. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciple. Let's pray, and then Mr. Marshall can come up. Father, thank you for everyone here, especially the campers that have been here all week. Lord, Holy Spirit, would you do something inside of every single one of them that they would have this burnt into their mind, this, this little twig that could be incredibly fruitful or could be barren for decades to come. Lord, may they take the, the small steps every day of spending time with you and being dependent on you and calling out to you. And may they and the people around them bring you much glory because of these small steps. Lord, we will give you all the praise for this, and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ.